0: rahim ala Amma ba'da. Alhamdulillah, tonight is the 15th of January in the year 2024. And alhamdulillah, we moved on to the fourth night that we're discussing the important subject of the inevitable journey of the soul, i.e. upon death. So yesterday's session, we discussed the honorable trip of the believer's soul, i.e. through the heavens. So inshallah tonight to mention the counterpart, i.e. the trip of the unbeliever's soul. So firstly, after departing from the body, An unbeliever's soul is taken up to the heavens, but it is not allowed to enter even the first heaven. So this is the first difference in a sense. But it's not allowed to even enter the first heaven. It is then flung down into Sijin for a brief initiation and then restored to the body for the trial in the grave before it is finally taken back to Sijin. So, this is in summary. What is Sijin? Sijin is a place where all the unbelievers' souls are gathered during the Barzakh period. It means a most low and tight imprisonment. So what is Sijin? Sijin literally means a prison. But it means also extremely low. What is kept there? The unbelievers' souls. They remain there until the end of the Barzakh, i.e. the Day of Judgment. Qatad al he relates that Abdullah ibn Amr anhu said, Sijin is the lowest depth of the earth where the unbelievers' souls reside. It's the lowest place in earth. So which earth, Allah knows best. Because the Quran mentions there are seven earths. So the lowest earth could mean the seventh earth, or it could mean the lowest part of this earth. Whatever the case, that is where the prison is of the unbelievers' souls. Hafiz ibn Katir, he said in his tafsir, Sijin is a tight prison under the seventh earth, or according to Sum, it is a well in hell. So, the view is, is that it's actually a place in hell. It's a well, and the souls reside there. So, this is in Summary. So, now to give you the proof. Mm-hmm. In Abu Dawood Ahmad al Udis, Sheikh Al Bani authenticates it in Sahih al Targhim, number 3558. Sayyidina al-Bara ibn Azib, radiya Allah, he relates that our beloved Messenger said, The angels, alayhi wa salatu wasalam, ascend with it, i.e., the unbeliever's soul. As they pass by the gatherings of angels, alayhi wa salatu wasalam, they asked them, Ma'adha ar-ruhul khabif, who is this filthy soul? They respond, He is so-and-so, son of so-and-so, using the worst names with which he had been addressed in this first life. report. So going back a few sessions, it's wrapped in that garment of hell. It's omitting a foul stench. It's ascending, but only to a certain spot. And just like the honored soul is given the great, great tidings using the best names, this Wretched soul, the worst names are used. They start using the worst names when they reach the lowest heaven. They request admission, but the gates are not open for him. So, like I mentioned, there's a point where this you get to a gate and that allows you entry into the second heaven. This filthy soul isn't even allowed to leave the first heaven. Then the Prophet he recited this verse. In Surah Al-A'raf, Surah 7, verse 40. For them, I, the unbelievers, the gates of heaven will not be opened and they will not enter paradise until the camel go through an eye of a needle. So this is the meaning of that verse. Surah 7 verse 40. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? For them the gates of the Sama, the upper realm, will not be, will not be open. وَلَا al jannah. <الْجَنَّة> they will not enter paradise until the camel can go through an uh, an eye of a needle. Then the Prophet وسلم, said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, Write his record that he will be in Sijin in the lowest earth. So, stop the report. What's the record? So, obviously, he's an unbeliever. He's got no good deeds to his credit, nothing's accepted. But he's got nothing but kufr, shirk, filth in his record. So, Allah says, put that in Sijin. Mm. Look how interesting. For the righteous, put it in illiyin or illiyun. For the shaytan, put it in sijjin where he's going to go. Then the Prophet said, They are told, take him back to earth because I promised. And the Prophet recited the verse, Surah 20, verse 55. منها خلقناكم وفيها نعيدكم from it we created them into it we returned them, and from it we raised them a second time his soul is then flung down from the heavens without regard and it falls into his body mm-hmm. just in the report. so what does allah the almighty glorious tell the angels who are carrying this filthy soul take him back to earth And like he mentioned, the same verse, we created them from the earth, they have to return to it. How is the soul returned? It's not even brought down. It's flung. So now how strong is the arm of an angel? (laughs) So we can partially understand this with the shooting stars. The shooting stars are used by the angels, to strike the mischievous shayateen. Who try to listen to what the angels are discussing? How fast does that shooting star traverse even when you look up? It's like a blink of an eye, you think, what was that? That was a shooting star. How fast is it traveling? You can gauge if you look at what humans have created or made, they've made jets. But when you see a jet in the sky, it's like a it's like a snail. Even though it's going a thousand miles an hour, I don't know what, what speed it's going, you know, you just see it, is it movement. Compare that, and that's in this atmosphere. You're seeing something in the first realm which is flying. That is the strength which is used by the angels who are carrying that filthy soul, throwing the soul back. That's the first thing. Secondly, do they miss the mark? (laughs) You know, people who are fond of playing darts use bullseye, but more often than not, you miss the bullseye. They have flung the soul and it smashes into the body as it's being buried. So he says bullseye. Now think about that. How petrifying a thought. You know, people are fearful of falling from high places. What about what high, this unfortunate one is going? Then the Prophet said, it falls into the body. Then he recited, Surah Al-Hajj, Surah 22, verse 31. وَمَن يُشْرِكِ بِاللَّهِ فَكَأَنَّمَا خَرَّ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَتَخْتَفُهُ التَّيْرِ أَوْ تَحْوِي بِهِ الْرِيْهُ فِي مَقَانٍ سَحِيِّقٍ As for the one who joins partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is as if he plunges down from the heavens, whereupon a bird snatches him off, or the wind casts him away to a place far removed. I from divine mercy. Look how beautiful. You've got this beautiful hadith. And you've got many verses of the Quran within it. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Those who join partners with their Lord. It is as if they are plunged down from the heavens. The Prophet is explaining. This is not metaphorical. This is literal. It's been thrown unceremoniously. And then he goes, whereupon a bird snatches him or the wind casts him, meaning no divine mercy. Then the Prophet then said, His soul is then restored to his body so that indeed he hears the thumping of his companion's shoes as they walk away from him. Just like the righteous. Mm. So what's the difference? Heavens and earth. Mm. The righteous soul is brought down by the angels with great honor. Mm. You get this impression they're literally placing the soul in the body. The unbeliever's soul is flung unceremoniously, but both are then hearing the thumping of the footsteps moving away. In another report, adding details in Sahih Muslim number 2872, Nasa ibn Maji ibn Hiban, Bazar Tabrani Hakim, Shaykh al Al-Bani stated Sahih. In as number 1309, Abu Hurairah, he relates that our beloved messenger said, وسلم, when an unbeliever's soul leaves his body, it is taken up to the first heaven, where admission is sought for it. The dwellers of the first heaven say, what an evil soul is coming from the earth. Who is this? They reply, so and so, It is then said, you are not welcome, O filthy soul that inhabited a filthy body, return disgracefully because the heaven's gates will never open for you. It is then said by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, take it to complete its appointed time before resurrection. Thus it is sent down from the heaven and they take it to show its place with the unbelievers' souls and it then enters the grave there's a few additions in this authentic report first the guardian of the heavens they state filthy go back disgraced it goes, nothing no entrance for you then it's and i was interesting about that why does allah the almighty and glorious not allow the unbelievers soul to go to the second heaven or even partially the first heaven because it's only in this first realm sins can take place have you understood? Right? So think about that. So only righteousness can go into the second realm. Righteousness goes into the third. It's only here. And where is it centered? Think about it. Look at how huge the first realm is. It's centered on this little piece of earth. All this zulm taking place here. But what is the world compared to the universe? But only in this universe can these things take place. So Allah Talaib doesn't even allow the unbeliever soul to go because no entrance. Go back, filthy soul. And then the report was interesting. It says in the hadith, they take it when it goes down to show its place with the unbeliever souls. Because there's the addition. So, where are the unbeliever souls? Sijin. So, before it's flung unceremoniously back into the earth the angels show it because this is your prison <laughs> where the other filthy kufara yeah. as if to say you know get ready for the torture <laughs> after showing that it's then flunk <laughs> right so this is what's mentioned in the other report <laughs> so note you got the image you got the image of the believers being honored their souls and you got the image of the unbelievers souls being disgraced <laughs> so now we've reached the stage where the souls have returned to the grave <laughs> Right? We've reached this stage now. So let's now move on from there. The souls return to the grave. Subhanallah. All of this has already taken place before you're even questioning the grave. <laughs> the people go straight to the questioning. He goes, what's the questions, brother? What's the questions? Haven't you missed something, brother? Right? And then he goes, what is it? Questions? Questions? Yeah, you get questions, but have you missed it? I you everything you've missed a little, you know, little piece of uh, nugget of knowledge. He's yeah. what's that then, brother? You go through it. You haven't missed the nugget, man. You missed chapters. Mm-hmm. So this is all happened before the questioning. Indeed, the grave's trial is so intense that Rasulullah likened it to the fitna of the jahl. Astaghfirullah. So imagine after all that. <laughs> Now you're going to deal with something which is equal to Dajjal. How do we know that? In Sayyid Bukhari, in five places. Number 84, number 184, number 922, number 1053, number 7287. Sahih Muslim, number 905. Asmah, she relates that there was an eclipse. Rasulullah addressed his companions with a long speech in which he said... Indeed it has been revealed to me that you will be tested in the grave to such an extent near or similar to the trial of the Antichrist near or similar to the trial of the antichrist
1: mm-hmm.
0: so now look how it's tragic most of us miss the gel and yeah people can't get enough of it you know you say to a person there's a token. of the everywhere. where where is it timbuktu you are still trying to get there can't get enough of the jail. then you say to the person you're probably gonna miss him why are you so obsessed with him for and it's true you know people most of the muslims will miss the jail if you say to that same brother or sister, but there's one thing that you're not going to miss, nobody misses it. And it's equal or similar to the fitna of the jahl. Straight away you got his attention. What can be similar to the jahl, brother? Astaghfirullah, what is that? Because the fitna in the grave. So what was the Prophet really telling us there? He was saying, this is something you really need to prepare for because you can't escape this. So what happens? The soul returns. The first thing that happens when the soul returns is that this the squeezing starts taking place. Oh my it. <laughs> look at the contrast. If you're honored, insha'Allah, you've gone through the vastness of the heavens. <laughs> you know, you look at the vastness, you go through the first universe, the second universe, you're seeing wonders. You see the believer's soul, you think it's subhan, you see the angels, you see illiyy. <laughs> You've come back with honor. Now look at the contrast. Now you're getting crushed. Somebody goes, hey, <laughs> no escape. After burial, before the questioning starts, every person suffers a strong feeling of tightness, the grip of the grave. It is as though the earth is welcoming back its children with a painful hug in Tabarani Abu al-Shaykh sheik al-Bani al-Akhmatullahi authenticates it in as sahihah number 1792 Sahih al jami number 2998 Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu he relates to Allah beloved Messing himself salallahu alayhi wa sallam تمassحوا بالأرض فإنها بقم برّ rub your forehead against the earth i.e. during sujood for it is kind and affectionate like a mother to you so let's look at this. So this is an authentic report. Does this mean that in Salah you start rubbing your head in sujood? No, it doesn't mean that. What it means is when you're prostrating, you are actually putting your head on the earth and it's like a mother to you. You understand? So why did the Prophet say that? Because you were created from the earth. Adam, alayhi salatu our illustrious grandfather, what was he made from? Various parts of the earth. So the Prophet said, It is kind to you. Look what he said, kind. Mm. Mothers are harsh. They might appear to be harsh to you, but really they're showing kindness to you even when they are harsh. Our mm. beloved mother, Sayyidina Aisha, Abdullah <laughs> ibn Umr, and Abdullah ibn Abbas, they all related that our beloved messenger said, Indeed, the grave has a grip. If anyone was to escape from it, it would be Sa'ad ibn Mu'ad, الله, yet he was squeezed once and then released. Subhanallah. This is in Ahmad Tabarani and Uddis. Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi authenticates it in as sahihah number 1695. As the Prophet clearly said, it's a grip. Now look how interesting. When a person grips your hand, depending how strong he is, you remember the strength, he goes, he's got a strong grip. The Prophet called the grave, he's got a grip. Mm-hmm. Then he said, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, if anyone was to be excused, it would be him. He was squeezed once, then released. So this is very interesting the word. So we need to know who Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh is. Radiallahu. So Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh. He was the chief of the Aus, one of the famous tribes of the Ansar, he was martyred during the battle of the trench. He was struck by an arrow and it hit the main archery. He made a dua, he says, please, if there's still fighting left, don't let me pass away until the Quraysh have been dealt with. The bleeding stopped miraculously. <laughs> and to go along the nation short, the believers won with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the treacherous Banu Qurayza the Jewish tribe within Al Madina, they had to pay for their treachery. They said, We will be happy with Sa'ad ibn Mu'ad's judgment. Because they thought he's one of, you know he had a close relationship with him. They didn't know he's been struck. <laughs> so the Prophet goes, Fine. Sa'ads <laughs> cold. he's very ill. He's cold, and the Prophet Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam asked the Sahaba Stand up and help your Sayyid. Meaning help him off the Kama. So when he comes, the Prophet said, you must make judgment Sa'ad. So Sa'ad then says, kill all the adult males, take the females and the children as your slaves. And the Prophet said, he is judged by the judgment of the king. So this is just desert, for the treachery. After that, the wound opens up again. And then surely after that, he was martyred what honor was given to this great companion. The Prophet ﷺ went to see him and he started tiptoeing. So the sahaba stopped in their tracks. They knew something was there that they couldn't see. But they asked later, the Prophet ﷺ said, there were so many angels around Saad. I, I had to walk to avoid treading upon their wings. They were honored him. Then the hadith mentions that when he was being carried to his grave, 70,000 angels helped authentic hadith of the Prophet. In fact, the Munafiq, was there, he goes, Why is his body so light? <laughs> imagine exposed his hypocrisy. Then, when he was lowered, imagine you're thinking, and then the Prophet said in Bukhari Sharif, Such a soul has passed that caused the Arish to shake. That was Sa'ad bin Mu'adh. So, you're thinking, With oh, all that, Allahu Akbar. Look what's mentioned here. If anyone was to escape, it would be Sa'ad ibn Mu'ad. Yet he was squeezed once and then released. In one report, he he let off a, a, a you know a shriek of pain. And the Prophet said, Allah has made it easy for him because of my du'a. <laughs> so now if Sa'ad's not excused, Il gonna be excused. Which feel right? So now the squeezing has to take place. The second interesting thing about this hadith, it says he squeezed once. So this seems to indicate or imply that Summa squeeze more than once. <laughs> Even cool are not sweat. Sayyidina Anas Sayyidina Abu Ayyub that our beloved Messenger during a child's funeral he said. If anyone were to escape the grave's hug, it would be this child. This is in Tabarani Abu Ya'ala, and Sheikh Albani authenticates it in As Sahihah number 2164. Even children are squeezed. But notice the wording changes. The grave's hug. <laughs> Why? Because children get hugged. Right? It's because if anyone were to escape the grave's hug, it would be this child. Martyrs are not excused. Children, ma'asoom are not excused. This earth's hug is brief for the believer. But it extends indefinitely for an unbeliever. What do I mean by that? The grave will crush the unbeliever. Crush him to bits. It doesn't just stop. It continues. He's grinded. You know, that's for the unbeliever for the believer is brief it's brief but it's very very still very frightening <laughs> our mother Sayyidah Aisha radiyallahu asked Ya Rasulullah alayhi Wasallam, you have informed us that we will be tried in our graves what would be my position when I am a weak woman the Prophet recited the following verse sallallahu alayhi wa Surah Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa Surah 14 verse 27 يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the believers firm with firm words in the first life and in the last. <laughs> this is recorded in Bazaar and Shaykh al-Bani al-Aqmatullahi al stated Sahih in Sahih al-Tarheem number 3554. So look how interesting. What did our mother say? She goes, I'm a weak woman. Was she a weak woman? What do you think? No. no. So, why did she say she's weak? Because they took these matters seriously. We don't even think about them. I'm alright, me. Right? She goes, I'm a weak woman, other Rasulullah. What's going to happen to me? So, look how serious her mindset was. He goes, This is something we can't escape because what's going to happen to me? I'm a weak woman. The Prophet didn't even use his own words. Look how amazing. He didn't even say, Don't worry, my dear wife, etc. etc. He just recited a verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the believers firm with firm words in this dunya and in the akhirah. Meaning the believers, Allah will look after this. You don't need to worry. Allah is gonna help the believers at that critical time. So in another report our mother Aisha she couldn't get it out of her mind. So she was crying. So she goes Ya Rasulullah ever since you talked about this tribulation of the grave the squeezing of the grave I can't I can't find peace. So the Prophet said in and and in al-Iman he goes Oh Aisha for the believer the earth will hug the believer, just like a mother, massages the head of a child that is ill. Mm. So now I don't know whether you can whether your mother's done this. Can you remember when they gave you Malish? <laughs> it is you can feel some strength. You know they're massaging your head, you think, Ooh, and they making this, and the keep quiet, right? And they give it. that he goes is how the believer will be. But then the Prophet said, However, those who complain about the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the unbelievers, they will be crushed like an egg is smashed against a rock. <laughs> oh, Think about an egg. Somebody goes to you, full white, Throw it against that wall. He goes, why? He goes, I'll tell you after. <laughs> right? He goes, full white." He goes, yeah, go on. And he smashes it. Mm. Why do you ask me to do that? Yeah, that's how some people will get crushed in the grave. You know, look at the graphic. What do you, what, eh? Who are these people? <laughs> Two people. Mm. They complain about the commands. <laughs> Meaning, it could be a Muslim. Mm. Why do I need to pray a Fajr? Why do I need to get a beard? Why do I need to keep my trousers Michaels? my ankles? Why do I need to wear hijab? Why, why? Stop saying that. Mm. <laughs> Right? I'm complaining about the commands. Otherwise you're in serious trouble. The other is the unbeliever. So either way, you're going to get squeezed. And it is frightening. Are there any exceptions to this? There's a few. One of the prophets, alayhi salatu wa Why? Because the whole point of the interrogation of the grave is to work out whether you have Iman or anything, this doesn't apply to the Prophets. Secondly, Sayyidina, Sayyidina Ali's mother. So Fatima bint Asad according to a hadith, al She was she looked like, she looked after the Prophet like a second mother. When she passed away, the Prophet ﷺ actually lied down in her grave before she was buried. Then he emerged and he said. Subhanallah, due to my supplication, the earth will not squeeze my mother. So she's an exception, radiyaullah, because she's like the second mother to the Prophet. And there may be others, but they're very few and far in between. Most, if not all, will be squeezed in the grave. So this is petrifying. This is why, this is how you're welcome to the grave. Imagine (laughs) what a welcome! the sides are moving in you thinking oh my god what's happening why because it's equal or thereabouts the same as the fitna as the jal not a joke right and this is why it's important that you make dua what was the thing the prophet said make dua for seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave it's not just the squeezing there's other things that are going to happen as well but that's just for starters so note again here How detailed, like I said again and again, how detailed it is. Why? Because you need to prepare for this. It's so important that you get the knowledge of this and prepare. But when it comes to the squeezing, nobody is excused. Nobody at all. There are some reports that you need to be careful of. One report says that sa ibn Mu'ad was squeezed or tormented in the grave because, because of careless urination. That's a fake report. That's not true. Right? So there are reports mentioning Sa'd ibn Mu'ad, he was a bit careless in his urine. Because of that, he's getting uh, some punishment. Not true. Even though it's in the books. <laughs> right? The squeezing is just one of those things that Allah, Allah has decreed will take place. It's your mother embracing you. <laughs> so what I mentioned today was basically two things. One was the ignoble trip of the unbeliever's soul i.e. how far do they get into the heaven before they are flung insen- unceremoniously back to the earth and then I mentioned that the grave the tribulation of the grave thereupon starts and of course the first is the squeezing of the grave and we ask Allah the Almighty to make it easy for us as far as possible Amen. are there any questions you like to ask So, if you have any questions, <laughs> you